Yo. 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 Oh, shit. It's a shorty down the block. She is fire, yo, bro. I got to get back to you. It's Q. Let me know when you're free. Life changes on a daily basis. Every minute, every hour, still be trying to save it. Yeah, I, 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 I. Life changes on a daily basis Every minute, every hour Still we try to save it But I gotta keep moving and make it Happen to the Lord knows Life is crazy Happy New Year, people The board undropped Guess you can say the New Year's legal Shit, my resolution was what? Do everything I've been doing Better than I usually does yep. My mama knew I was, was Everything I knew I was uh-huh. I was destined for greatness I knew I would be rescued by greatness uh-huh. My first album was too far-fetched for the Matrix Now it's all simple, checkers and basics 21 blackjack, check for the aces uh-huh. 21 cats act, I'm checking for faces Brought 21 gats back, like them was the faces 21 gats clap, left him in places With his shoes tied, but he never had laces We was just trying to barbecue out there But he started like I wouldn't start a barbecue out there Like I wouldn't make him dodge a few out there Good thing the car was parked out there Oh yeah, oh yeah Life changes on a daily basis Every minute, every hour, still we try to save it just lost like a sectional of the playoff basketball game and I had my buddy got one of the first MacBook the little MacBooks from the white the white chunky ones from his aunt and he was like yo it has iMovie on it and I was like what is that and he's like we can make movies and I was like yes so somebody had like a school project and so like we were watching like SNL and then got like a bunch of inspiration from like uh skits and stuff and then we just we just did this one of my friends like projects while like imitating snl skits and i was like i'm 100 percent sure you can find that on youtube still to this day i highly recommend not watching it but yeah iMovie in like 2007 what's on the internet stays on the internet yeah i got yeah i'm not telling you the youtube handle i got some embarrassing youtube videos out there too you know what i'm saying so hopefully nobody searches too deep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 and it's like it's like back in the day when we had the film on like the four by three like iMovie, and now kids these days have like literally their cell phones are like 4k yeah. and you can do like slow motion and i'm like I, i'm gonna get passed by like 19 year old kids and their editing skills and i've been doing this for like eight ten years whatever mm, that's a good point too like you were doing content creation by on your own but not you didn't even have the tools accessible that people uh, kids these days, not to get my old man on, but kids these days have all these tools to oh, make dear, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's like, 100% true. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that, you know, like at the end of the day, if you want to create something, you just got to work with the resources available. So you still made it happen with the iMovie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still like to this day will like, I mean, I have like cinema cameras and like all this equipment, but like still when I'm like out shooting stuff, like I'll revert back to like my old school days of like Jimmy rigging stuff up with like duct tape. You learn the dirty way and then uh, some of it still stays with you even way into your professional life. A lot of that too, it probably, that progression definitely helps you appreciate the art and craft more, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's just a certain level of like, cause I, I, I feel like, and so I'm going to sound like an old man, but I feel like kids these days, if you like just get a DSLR when you're like 14, you just go out and start shooting and you just start making like, 
I'm not trying to shit on these types of people, but like, you know, you have like a lot of people like to do the vlog stuff. So like mm -hmm. they have a DSLR, they shoot vlogs, they do these like hype videos with all these like transitions and like, you know, all this stuff. And like, you know, they're, they're cool. They look good and like, they're fun, but then that's kind of like just where you pigeonhole yourself and you don't learn to like do anything else. So I don't know. I feel like, uh, they have an advantage, but sometimes, you know, if they don't like try to go outside of their comfort zone and, uh, kind of just get them stuck in a little video funnel. So what was like the project that comes to mind for you that you're like, that was me really stepping out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't know how I pulled that one off. I somehow, me and a buddy who I was working with, he was my producer at the time, somehow pulled off a pitch to Lids and shot a commercial for Lids where we beat out like some other video production company. So it was just really him and I, we hired his buddy as like an assistant and uh, we got a bunch of actors. All the actors were like my high school friends what? and I like paid them in gift cards to come down and be the actors in the shoot because we had like no extra budget. And we somehow like got the Colts mascot to come. And so like, what? Yeah. Talk about yeah. pulling that, resources. That was actually, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we got him, but uh, it had like 700,000 views at some point. Yo, Meek Mill. Get this man back in the building. I know I know that you are an owner, a part-time owner of Lids. Get this man back in the building, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got they got plenty of video content now that's very good. So they don't need me, but nah, this nah, nah, a... but you're an OG, bro. Nah, we need that. <laughs> we need that real, real. <laughs> hey, it, is, it is top fifteen most viewed, six hundred and thirteen thousand views. That's not too bad. No, Tokyo Talk. Let them know. Ooh, I beat out a video with Khalil Mack in it. All right, good for me. <laughs> hey, that's the perfect time to segue into some intros, am I right? <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Who is the legendary video shooter that we're talking to, you know what I'm saying? What up, everybody? It's your boy, Zim. I got Eric on the line, as always. Yep. And we're talking to my boy, dot, dot, dot. That's where you come in. Oh, that's me. Hi, <laughs> everybody. Uh, it's Jay Sheet. I don't know about legendary videographer, but uh, I am a professional, and uh, I'm very happy to be here. That's what's hey, up. we're happy to Wait. have you. Wait, Jay, where are you from? Uh, I am from the great state of Indiana, born and raised right in the middle of a cornfield. So I live and die basketball, and I love corn. That's okay. real. The basketball love out there. I mean, like, if I hear Indiana beyond cornfields, I'm probably thinking basketball pretty quickly, too. Really? I was probably thinking more like Halloween or, <laughs> or like hay rides and like, just running. Like candy corn. <laughs> yeah, like candy exactly. Corn. Nah, I was thinking Hoosiers. Hoosiers. <laughs> I'm not a Hoosiers fan, but uh, I don't even know why we're called Hoosiers. It never really – it's like a – like the mascot for it is like a little like farmer guy. And I don't really get it, but yeah, I don't know, man. That's every single – pretty much every single household has like a basketball goal in their front yard. And, you know, it's like the uh, – like sectionals and like regionals and semi-state and state. Like they pack, pack, pack arenas. And for state, they pack Banker's Life Fieldhouse where the Pacers play. So it's like, it's crazy. And we have like 15, I think around like 15 of like the 20 top, like the largest uh, gyms in the United States. Damn. Um, yeah. And we like pack those most of the time too. It's pretty crazy. That's true. Yeah. No, that's a stark difference from living in New York. I mean, we're fighting for space at all times. Eric, just later when you, when you're with the Zim, ask him, to see a picture of my high school basketball gym. It's Frankfurt High School. I will send it to him, and it will blow your mind. Copy, copy. I'm going to write that down. 
Hold on, on the video side, real quick. I'm just to like circle back to that real quick. Um, I'm curious because like how how at what point did you go like? Because it sounded like you started, you know, on like the comedic side with the skits and like kind of do it yourself. So like, what point were you? Did you decide that this wasn't just a hobby for you, but like something you wanted to make a career out of? Luckily, I uh, you know decided I kind of knew early on what I wanted to do. So when I was going through colleges, I was looking at colleges that. Um, had like a decent video production component mm-hmm. and so luckily when I when I went to school I just kind of you know like dabbled in it a little bit like with classes and stuff and really like the big break was I I like needed a, I wanted like a summer internship because I was like working every summer like between like freshman sophomore sophomore junior I was like working at my dad's factory my dad works at Frito-Lay so he would put us through what he called the scared straight program. Um, and so we'd work every mm-hmm. summer in the factory and I was just like, I can't do this shit for another summer. So I, my mom was like, you either find an internship or you're going to come back here and do it. And I was like, all right. So I found one at like this small mom and pop digital agency. And so I worked there for free over like a summer while also working at a pizza hut and, uh, which sucked, but, uh, but it was I, the summer that changed everything. It was the summer that changed everything. everything. Yeah, man. I, I just worked my ass off and like, yeah, it was it was crazy. Do you feel like sometimes it's necessary to have those free experiences? Or I mean working for free? Uh like did that did I mean, that make you appreciate the craft more? Or was it just a situation where if they paid you, you still would have ended up, I guess, getting your shit done the same way? Yeah. I'm not talking about like in, in relation to like the passion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think like, I mean, for me, I like love it. I like get really pumped up whenever I like getting ready for a video shoot or have a video shoot or like I'm talking about it. Like I get really excited. So like it was easy for me to like, I, I was living at my parents and driving like an hour and a half every day, like to go to work and come back. And so like, it was easy for me to get up early and get there and then like stay there for like eight, nine, 10 hours and then drive back. And like, it sucked because I was just taking on student loan debt because I didn't have an income, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't go back and do it differently, I guess. What was the like factory experience? Like, like I mean, you talk about getting scared straight and I'm sure like both Eric and I in our mind are like, oh yeah, that does not sound fun. Dude, I, <laughs> it was just, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, I'm from a very blue collar town. So like a lot of people like had, and we had like a lot of factories. So like a lot of people had factory jobs and like, you know, if that's what you want to do, man, totally cool. Like there are nice people that work there. Like it wasn't fun because I was yep. by myself, four stories up on a catwalk, like tossing a giant robot would bring me pallets of potato chips and I would just toss them on a conveyor belt for 12 hours a day. You know, for me, I was like, Oh shit. Like I need to like find something that I'm like passionate about and that like is going to make me money. And I need to find that like immediately. And so it really just like mm. set me down like the right track of like, I need to graduate. I need to like get my shit together. Cause I don't want to come back and have to do this for like a summer. Cause I mean, if like, that's the thing, like my, my parents didn't take it easy on me. Like if I didn't find a job that I knew was going to pay me a living wage right now, I was out of college and I'm just, I'm back there. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's just rough, man. Like literally walking in like the steel toed boots with the beard nets on. Like I used to like jump up on the scaffolding and like try to do like pull-ups and stuff to like, to, like work out. <laughs> it was so boring yourself. and you weren't allowed to listen to music. So like you'd just be listening to like these 
fucking giant robots just like screaming up and down like and they'd scare the shit out of you and they'd like toss a pallet in and you weren't like expecting it <laughs> dude it was, it was weird i'd See, also I, imagine I also, that like yeah go ahead and then i was going to just talk about the fact that like what that makes me think about is just sort of like the impact that ai is going to have on jobs like that you know oh yeah it was already happening when i was there they brought in robots that were so we'd have i was a picker and they were a uh, they drove the pallet trucks or the other forklifts with all the pallets on it and they would like their job was to go and like pick up like pallets like that they knew like we need like a whole pallet and then just put it into a semi truck and they brought in robots who uh would just like you'd bring over like the little pallet and then they would just pick it up and shove it into the, the semi so it was already taking away kind of half of the job you know for for them but i remember one day like up in the i was up in the catwalk and I just heard like this loud crash. And like, I went downstairs to look at what happened. And like one of the robots had just like smashed its hand through like the side of the truck and just like left it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. So like, it was still, I'm put, I'm put. <laughs> yeah, it was still like, nah. there was still like, there were engineers walking around all the time who were like trying to figure it out, you know, but they like still nothing at that time, like beat just like somebody with a forklift. I'd imagine too that like, having those experiences probably gives you kind of a different perspective on like a lot of like the social discourse that's happening these days Mm -hmm. because it's like i'm in a bubble where like i know that for instance like people may have voted differently for me due to their concerns that they have being factory workers but i also don't know what being a factory worker really means so it's easier for me to kind of dismiss those concerns whereas i feel like in your case like you probably can see people who maybe you don't necessarily agree with ideologically, but like you kind of see at least where they're coming from a little bit more having seen those experiences. That may be me projecting though. So I want to kind of first off verify. <laughs> I mean, I'm from, I'm from Indiana. So yeah, you're going to be right. He's a unitifies. Yeah, man. I would, t- I mean, a lot of the, at least where I'm from, I mean, there are a lot of people who would fall more on the conservative side, but a lot of it is, I mean, you do have, you know, the bad seeds of the conservative side, but a lot of the people, especially the people who were like at the, at that factory and stuff were there, like, they're just fiscally conservative. So anything that they hear about, like somebody like going to take money from them to give to somebody else, like they're already like working these like crazy hours at this factory to like make money for their family. They don't like, like to hear that, you know? So like from that side, I'm like, okay, well, like, I understand that because, you know, you don't want to see like more money taken out of your paycheck at the end of the two, two weeks of the month or whatever. But like, you know, from the other side, you don't have to be, you can be fiscally conservative, but you don't have to be a racist dick. I guess if that's, if that makes any sense. 1000%. I mean, I'd, I'd probably feel the same way too. If people continuously try to find ways to take more of my money, if I'm busting my ass 10 to 12 hours a day doing physical labor, like being in New York, I'm privileged, you know what I mean? I'm I'm blessed in the fact that the hardest part of the day is staring at a computer, you know? Yeah, it probably makes it a little bit easier for all of us like we get to sit in like the comfort of the, you know, our office. But it's not it's not to say that like anybody's day is like more or less stressful than the other, you know, like Exactly. Like no, true. Yep. Yeah, for us like I'm sure there's going to be like days where you're really like having to put brain power behind something and really think through like really critical problems, you know, and then, you know, if you're at the factory, mm-hmm. you still, you still do too, depending on, you know, if you're like, I have friends that are mechanics, you know, stuff like, like that. But like, you know, when I was a picker, like I literally would just like zone out 
and like kind of become like a zombie for like 12 hours and just throw be throwing box after box. So, you know, there's both like there's both stresses for for both, you know. I I think it's just uh that's just the Midwest men- mentality, you know, you look after I mean, it's the same a lot of places, but like in the Midwest, definitely like you look after your family, you know, nobody touches your money and nobody touches your land. That's like the two, yeah. the three things. Family, money, and land. Hey, family, money, and land is like the American dream right there. Yeah, I don't know what that <laughs> land is no like. I've been in New York for five years. It's nice. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> when you go back to Indiana, are your friends there like, do they attribute certain qualities to like your experiences in New York now? Or they're like, oh, like... Man, you've been in New York, like now you're like so XYZ. <laughs> uh no man, like a lot of my friends moved to Indianapolis, which is a very like liberal city, you know, and they all live in the city technically. So not not really and I'm still the same person as I was, so but I did have like a funny like experience and I had I had a friend come out for like a weekend and uh we were going to meet up with one of his other friends in Williamsburg. And so we just like got off the L at like uh what is that Bedford and like we're just walking like down the street and he like looks at me and he's like and this dude like lives in like downtown Indianapolis which is like it's not extremely diverse but it's a diverse city and uh and he he was like oh man I get it and I was like uh, well you get what and he was like I just get it man like just people from every background just walking around hanging out that's what New York's about and I was like yeah, man. Just everybody just gets along. It's cool. <laughs> That's dope, man. It is interesting that I feel like the more familiarity you have with that, the less that you realize that it's like not the norm, even though it should be. It also makes sense for it not to be the norm too, with how big this country is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I really feel like, and I think I've said this before. Like, I feel like you could just divide this up into like four places. You have north. I mean, yeah, like Midwest, north, Midwest, south, East Coast, West Coast. Like, it's just completely different lifestyles. But granted, I also have not traveled around the country like that, though, too. So I could just be just reciting shit that I may have read somewhere <laughs> or a YouTube video. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, this the I mean, especially when I go back home, it's like I mean, I'm from like a small town. So, you know, some of the stuff that I hear people say, I'm like, ah, oh, OK, I'm like, geez, come on. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, man, I, I, I feel like the that's I feel like kind of the mentality of uh you know, a little bit of the, the racism towards like immigrants and, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I feel like with each generation, it's it's dying out, especially in the, the Midwest. I mean, you're still going to have people who grow up, you know, in the country and, you know, who are just around the, the people they grew up with and their family. And that's the only people they really I- interact with. But like, especially with like my friend group. And then I know like my little cousins and all that kind of stuff like they just have a way different like mentality it's mm-hmm. kind of dying down a little bit i mean it's never gonna like be 100 percent okay but you know i don't know it's just like there's no excuse for it but it's just how people grew up that's even why like it's important for public figures to speak out because what comes to mind too is like you're talking about how basketball is so big out there and it's like yeah. a lot of the world's biggest basketball players nowadays are very vocal about a lot of social issues that you know maybe a few generations ago the biggest players weren't as vocal about or maybe just didn't have as big of a platform to be vocal about but it's like all of that kind of leads to what you're saying where like if you're growing up and your favorite star is like keeping it a thousand percent real on like maybe the pain that they've been through or like the experiences that they've seen etc then like you're going to be exposed to that and like be able to kind of empathize with that from a much earlier age even if you're not necessarily even experiencing like um 
diversity in the people that you interact with physically on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, both is key, but I think like that's a dope part about the modern culture too, is that so many people have platforms to be able to kind of like enact that change as well, uh, even if they're not you know physically present because they just have such big microphones. Yeah, no, one hundred. Yeah, I think that's a fact, but I also think that I mean, even in living in New York, right? Have you ever like sat down and listened to old people talk? <laughs> like above like 79, 80 years old, like there's no such thing as PC culture when it comes to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that that generational element definitely matters so much too. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah, I, I I feel like like yeah, Zim like definitely like with sports like I know it's not big for the, for everybody, but like for kids that grow up and that have like people you know, they look up to speak out on this type of stuff and to kind of just see like, Hey, like everybody gets along. Like I don't need to hate somebody for, you know, the color of their skin or like their beliefs or whatever, like, unless they're, you know, their beliefs are being an asshole. But, um, and then definitely like with the generational part, Eric, like it's, I, I just feel like that's kind of going down. I'm going to say it's dying out, but like, it's definitely going to go down a little bit, I think in the next like couple of decades, but so current presidency isn't helping out at all, but uh, hopefully that'll be over soon. Oh, dear. One thing I wanted to ask you about, um, when you go back home, does it uh, allow you to appreciate that silence and that peace? Dude, sometimes it's, it's so hard to go to sleep because all you hear is like crickets and like cats fighting each other. Like it's just, I guess you would hear that here, but. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like even when I go home to Massachusetts, it's really hard for me to fall asleep without the loudness of the city. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm also in Midtown, so literally I hear trucks through the night, so it's like a very oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude, I'm so happy I moved out to Carroll Gardens. Like it's so quiet out here. It's amazing. You get like a police car every once in a while. Quiet, but not too quiet. Yeah, it's quiet, but not too quiet. Like I can still hear like my neighbors, and I can hear a police car, but I'm not hearing like I lived in like South Williamsburg for like a year. And it was like, I would hear mm-hmm. Controller by Drake at like 3 a.m. like every night. <laughs> like somebody yelling at somebody at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like, damn, Drake just appeared in my dreams because of this yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm on. like, I used to like that song, now I hate that song. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it was so bad. Yeah, Dude, I don't, okay, I got, I got a good story about like living in that place. Because there was this lady who was her name was Rosa and then she's like lived in that building that I lived in for like the, her whole entire life and we lived like right across the hall and she like uh-huh. every day would go to because the building paid her to like kind of be like the super and she would go down and like she'd be taking the garbage out and she'd be like yelling up to her like her uh, grandchildren and stuff like she was just like always like you know around and like she was super nice but like she was always around and always like yelling at her granddaughters or like doing something and like one day she I we hear like banging on our door and it was like six o'clock in the morning and it's Rosa and she's like screaming at us and like pounding on the door and we're like, What the hell? And my girlfriend gets up and like answers the, the door and she's like, Your bathroom is leaking. And we're like, What? And she's like, Your bathroom is leaking. Like we go into the bathroom and like you know how like the paint, like when it gets full, like water, it, like gets bubbly and just like is about to burst and like sags yep. down. That was like our bathroom was just like you could have floated in it, like it was terrible. And I'm like, how the fuck does she know that our bathroom is flooding? It was like she was like the building whisperer or something. And it's like, you're not in our <laughs> she heard the You're not in here. How do you know this is happening? I don't know. That was weird. Shout no, out to Rosa. Shout out to Right? <laughs> Pe- 
the people like that will always look out for you, no matter what. You coming down the block, they they always have their eyes. Oh, on. she was great. No, the hallway probably smelled amazing with the home cooking too. Oh yeah, well I was never. She never let me in to having that home cooking. No, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no. You weren't there long enough, man. Put a few more years in, then maybe you can see. I didn't want to be there too long. It was too fucking loud. You could have finesse brought some corn from home, and then boom, like uh, I don't know. You could have, you could have made yeah, it work. Been the weirdest friendship I've ever had. <laughs> um, I've been meaning to ask you, like, what's your what? What would you hope to do? I mean, we've talked about doing some video projects together on the creative side, and then, like, I know obviously your day to day is doing video, but like, what what sort of video projects that you haven't touched yet would you be interested in touching in the future? Well, I recently shot a fashion model, so that was cool. Ooh, that's dope. Yeah, I got to do like some behind the scenes stuff, um, which is really cool because I've never worked in fashion. So um, doing that was great. I don't know, man. I just really like, I really like commercials, like kind of figuring out how to like tell a story or like tell something about a product in like 60 seconds. I mean, I think my dream is like doing stuff with like sports. So like I always like am looking at Adidas's YouTube because like I feel like their team, especially like the people that do the videos for their running side they're so good and they're so cool they always get like the coolest music and they have like you just get to like film these like athletes just like running around the city and stuff like i just think that's so cool so i that's like kind of my dream is to get you know hopefully into that realm at some point but we'll see i don't know that's That's beautiful i would like to shoot a rap video too a zim Hey, all right. I'll say it. We're we're live. We're recording. I promise that I we will shoot a video in 2020. Let's make it happen. Hey, <laughs> can I talk some ad libs in the background or just get a quick four? Not even a 16. Oh, you're four gonna much. be in the whole video. Yeah, you're gonna I be know. the video. Is just gonna be, <laughs> it's just gonna be you. <laughs> and I'm be gonna be just rapping your bars. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. that's oh, funny. Man. But yeah, that's what's dope about that reply because like I actually have seen a few of the Adidas running videos. So I know what you're talking about. But it's like what's cool is too is like I feel like working in content or like working creatively allows you to be a creator as well as a, a fan at the same time. Where it's like, you know, you can see dope other dope videos and be like, wow, that was like they they snapped on that one. Or like me when I make music sometimes, like if I hear the right song, I'm like, oh, I really want to like write something right now. Like I love how it kind of comes back around in circles that being a fan of, of dope content and then wanting to make some more dope content you know oh yeah man no i definitely i see stuff all the time and i like take screenshots of and like little gifts of like video like parts of the commercial that i i'm like well like how'd they do that like mm-hmm. watch like music that's just kind of like I, I don't i don't read and i don't watch movies i just like to watch like commercials and kind of get weird but like i like to watch that kind of stuff and like see how people do stuff differently you know, and see how people like try to figure out how people shot something or got like a certain look, you know, so. And how they got that message across, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, especially if they do it in like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, like that's what's interesting to me. I feel like if you can get a, a message across, create a vibe, curate, or, or just something to make people feel good and think in a short amount of time, that's crucial. Keep yourself together. 
say you're going fine. 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 For it's time, so keep on going. Say you're going fine. I said nothing happens. Oh, oh, before it's time, so keep on trying. Say you're going fine. You're going fine. Say you're going fine.